Professor Brian Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Professor Brian Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. What kind of challenges did you get moving from Poland to UK, like the first time? Uh, of course, at, at at the time when I moved, mm-hmm. I did speak quite decent English, uh, so I could understand everything almost. Yeah. Uh, but then moving to UK, trying mm-hmm. to <clears throat> uh, trying to kind of adjust to the accent was a little bit difficult mm. uh, it's not only uh, British accent because Britain you can get familiar with it but other accents because in the UK especially mm. in Cranfield mm. uh, the, 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 the community is so multicultural mm. we've got, so we've got students from more than I think 150 countries mm. so each one of us speaks in a different accent Mm. And some are easier to understand, some are more difficult to understand. Yeah. So that was a little bit of a challenge, especially for an introvert as, as myself. Mm. Um, that was a challenge because I could understand, but then speaking was a challenge as well. Mm. Oh, I couldn't understand sometimes. It was, I didn't want to admit that I didn't understand. So that was the main challenge, I think. Mm. But also trying to work out how the things work, like when you want to get a house or when you want to buy a car or something. This is all always more difficult than in your own country. Yeah. Okay. So, but but food. What about food? Um, it's uh, it's an adjustment. I mean, uh, when when I moved in, I, when I moved to the UK, I had to learn how to cook because I yeah. I you didn't did, know how to cook. But not that much, you know. Okay. You know, as a 18, 18 year old or twenty year old, mm. uh, when you I, 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 during my first degree, second degree, I still lived with my parents, so you know that was easier. Mm. <laughs> uh, so moving in and, and kind of living alone, that was a, an adjustment. Uh, so of course, like I, I knew how to cook some stuff, but yeah, but I learned how to cook, enjoy it right now, so mm. not a problem. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, it's a skill that I encourage everyone to learn. <laughs> Why? 
Why? Because uh, you, you can get creative. Oh, yeah. It helps with your creativity as a human being. Yeah, it you can get creative and uh, and it's not research. Oh, it could be research, but it's <laughs> it's something that can distract you from the day-to-day day life. Day life. Yeah. yeah. As you said, yeah. down downtime. Downtime. Downtime, yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Is there... Okay, so challenges uh failures that you can you will work, want to talk about lows in your life that may be close related to your career as a scientist or not mm. or is there mm. any one that you would like to share so i think i think there is one specific failure where <clears throat> where i basically spent a couple of months developing a proposal mm -hmm. And it went through my colleagues. It went through, you know, got so much feedback, improved as much as possible, and then submitted. Mm. Uh, and then it came with rather negative feedback, saying that it's not novel, it's not, it would not add value. So I was like, I I got so much feedback, and improved the proposal, got a mm. green light mm. from my my Different colleagues. And and then externally it was seen as no value. So why what it is that I should do now, right? If mm -hmm. my work is not worth it, right? So I felt that work is rather not worth it. Mm. Um, so it was difficult. It was a failure. But as I said, I decided to use failures in my career to actually improve myself and try to mm. do things differently. Mm -mm. Uh, so then I kind of turned that proposal into another one, uh, which was funny enough. I cut the content of the proposal by half mm. and requested double the money and we got that proposal then. Wow. <laughs> so that was quite interesting. How, uh, so how... same same funder to be honest. So <laughs> that's, that's weird. How how did you figure yeah. that out? Uh it was just uh let's try it out. You know, oh. Sometimes uh Sometimes the most of my success comes from let's let's try it, let's mm. see what happens. Yeah, um, I think um, people want certain things. People want to know I do this, I get this, mm. uh, but that is usually something that prevents us from achieving what we truly want to achieve or mm. we can achieve because we are worried to try things mm. that are not certain. Mm. And we kind of limit our potential because we're not applying for the jobs that we think. Uh, we don't get, right? But yeah. we don't try even. Mm. We're not applying for the projects that we think we cannot get. Mm. Uh, mostly because, say, we think like we can just meet 60% or 70% of the criteria mm. uh, or our project is like 80% ready. Uh, we always try to make it perfect, but um, done is better than perfect, isn't it? Yes. So if we do it, mm. then we can always improve. Yeah. And we get feedback and we can yes. improve. Yes. But if we keep fixating on perfection, mm. then we'll not go anywhere. We, we we will basically stop at one point and keep on fixating on the perfection. Yeah. And keep working on a single thing. Yeah. And it will so never yeah, so move. If that was, yeah. Yeah. We'll never move forward. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is that all in terms of, you know, laws, challenges, um, I guess and that's, failures? Yeah. I think yeah. I mean, there were these were the main ones that I can think of. Mm. At least for now, I expect there will be much more in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so, was there a particular 
because you did a marathon on your on your PhD. Mm-hmm. Was there a particular yes. challenge that you faced at that time? Um, I guess <clears throat> the challenge in my PhD was that my supervisor, where so my supervisors, my main supervisor, he he was like an experimentalist, mm-hmm. and I was a kind of more theorist, modeler thing. Mm-hmm. So I really had to figure out everything myself, how to do things, mm-hmm. how to use the software, how to build the models, how to validate the models. So this is all that I had to figure out myself. Mm. So at the very beginning, that was a challenge. Um, mm. But then towards the end, mm. I guess it gave me more confidence in my skills and ability. Mm. I think that was, uh, sorry, my PC just looked out. <laughs> it's okay. So I might drop out in a minute, but that should be fine. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah, I'm still here. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think that was the main challenge in my PhD. Mm. Um, it was one one particular challenge uh, towards the end of my PhD, and mm. uh, it is it is it was difficult. I mean, uh, my my PhD, I kind of published as I mentioned nine papers out of my PhD, mm. ten papers in total during that mm. period of time, mm. or eleven papers. Mm. Um, so I was that, so that was my last review meeting I think so in my PhD I had a number of review meetings to make sure that I'm on track to actually submit my thesis on time mm. and that was the last review meeting where I basically presented all my work already done mm. all my data mm. and uh, you know basically I was ready to submit my thesis at that point mm-hmm. and one of my that was my one of my supervisors actually asked me, "Can you do one thing, uh, which would basically extend my PhD by six months?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and I t- told them no. Basically, mm. I told them I will not do it because I finished my PhD. I've uh, uh, kind of uh, meet my initial objectives. Mm. Why should I do another thing if I can move on with my career? Yeah, um, and that was difficult because that i guess was difficult for me because i i didn't have enough confidence to feel good about this decision yeah uh, but also you know they didn't take it so well so yeah. they had a struggle with that and um they keep up they keep bringing that up right now even we we are in a good terms like <laughs> we we did collaborate too uh, but they keep bringing that up after the years so that's not very nice uh, so that was uh, one of the most challenging thing in the PhD, telling your what? supervisor no. <laughs> wow, they they bring it up in the sense of there's a gap, or in the in the sense of you did that, you said no. You, I said no. Yeah. So they bring it up that I said no to me and something like this. You know. Ah. It's not nice. It's not nice. It makes me feel that I'm being judged or something. That uh. I stand up for myself. But actually, you have to learn how to do it because otherwise, so, people will go over you. Yeah, yeah. So, well, how how do you think this particular thing has shaped you as a scientist up to now? Like that that thing. Apart apart from it, you know, being reminded that yeah. you said no. What what are the good things that came out of it? Good things are that I'm more confident in terms of um, I'm more confident about my ideas. And mm. about, I'm more conscious about my time as well. 
Because mm-hmm. uh, I know what to prioritize. Time. Yeah. And I know, say, if uh, if the project objectives are X, Y, Z, we do mm. X, Y, Z. Mm. Then if, it, it all depends as well. If there is a value in doing some additional work, mm. uh, say, if there is a future, if, that, if we can build a work for future projects out of mm. this, mm. that's fine. Mm. If this is just for the sake of doing additional work mm. and uh, there might not be much of a benefit of that, again, mm. we would, wouldn't do it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that gave me kind of, I, I guess the most important thing I learned from this was how do I prioritize my work? How do I prioritize my time? Mm. And, uh, yeah, in many cases, we do have to have to think about what it is that make you happy mm. and not what it is that make other people happy because mm. that's another thing where you can uh, fixate about and uh, spend your life to being miserable because you're trying to please other people yeah yeah okay so um you, you, you mentioned that you were pretty independent when it came to your phd mm-hmm. project how has that shaped you as a human being and as a scientist now what, what do you think what if it was had to happen the other way around where you had mm-hmm. a very present supervisor directing you everywhere telling you mm-hmm. how to write a paper you know just mm-hmm. taking you th- mm-hmm. like spoon f- eh? spoon feeding you like yeah yeah could, could you like what is that thing that you've gained from this and what have, what is that thing that you've lost you think you lost at that time not having the other I think if, if, yeah. if that was the case, if they were spoon feeding, uh, spoon oh my spoon god, this me, aeroplanes! Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. So annoying. <laughs> uh-huh, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, so feeding. if they were spoon feed, spoon feeding me, uh, mm. I guess, I guess it would be easier in a way because I wouldn't face some of the challenges uh, mm. in terms of like how do I do things. Mm. Uh, would be easier. But I wouldn't learn so much. Mm-hmm. So actually, uh, I wouldn't be where I am if I weren't oh if God. I weren't made mm. independent. Because yeah. literally, I was I was forced to be independent, which is a good mm. thing. Yeah, I think mm. uh, not many like it. But it's a transition that if you want to be an academic and successful mm. academic, mm. then you have to go through this transition and mm. become independent and basically mm. own your own success and failures mm. right that's important you have mm. to own your, your failures and actually learn from them improve uh, we keep improving every day mm. uh, so that's not something that um you, you mentioned that i i brought many papers but mm. it it is still a work in progress so mm-hmm. the paper that i write is better and better mm. and it's not like i submit a paper and it's accepted mm. uh, straight away Mm-hmm. It's always back and forth with the editors and reviewers because mm. there's always something to improve. Mm. And I can teach other people how to write papers, mm. but it's it will always be back and forth with the editors and reviewers mm. because the research area is different, the perspectives are a little bit different. Yes. Um, and I don't want to spoon feed as yeah. well, as, yeah. as I said. As yeah. you said, spoon feeding is mm. it's good to some extent in mm. your career development, but then you have to put the work on the top of it yourself. To actually tailor some of the frameworks, tailor some of the approaches that you use uh, to actually uh, become a better academic and, and enjoy, right? Because we are different and we enjoy different things. Mm. So the approach that I take not be, uh, you know, 
good for other people or it might be you know it, you have to try it out that's another thing people have to try try things out mm. that's a, actually a discussion we had uh, with one of my previous guests i've not published the work yet but yeah because mm. the, they had uh, what, the supervisor was kind of the same as you mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and he was trying to talk about that comparison there's there's the good side of being spoon-fed <laughs> if that's the word it sounds mm-hmm. bad yeah. but there's there's a good side of it but there's also um the bad side of it like everything there's a good side and there's a bad side uh where you are left alone if if you don't know if if you if you've never especially if you've never done research before and you have to mm-hmm. figure out everything it can be a lot for someone but at the same mm-hmm. time it can build certain things certain skills in them throughout that process yeah. it's like uh, yeah, i think it it all depends on the learning style yeah yeah cuz i think uh, this is uh, apart from cuz you also mentioned that uh, those challenges or failures that we have in life shape us and they, they make us better they make us learn compared to the things that work successfully and i think this is something mm-hmm. um my supervisor also told me um the other day uh the other day some some few months ago when i was stressing about my project and how it was not working and you know she was mm-hmm. like you know um if if uh, yes it's not a good thing that is not working because we need things to go ahead but again again it's it's a you will come out of here as a a better researcher compared to someone else who had the things working everything was going well for them like mm-hmm. for you you have yeah. skills that someone else doesn't have you'll have certain you know resilience and uh, yeah troubleshooting skills that you can't get anywhere else and you can't exactly. compare that with someone who had their project working like you just, just put things and of course maybe they have some few things not working but it's not like crazy crazy not working and things go well for them it's very different from someone who's had a whole year of troubleshooting a protocol or troubleshooting yes. a problem <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah do you want to comment about that yeah um yeah it's it's always better i mean better it's um, more difficult at the time right mm, when yeah. you have to troubleshoot yourself and work things out yourself mm. because you, you can get frustrated mm. then you will get anxious about it mm. um but looking at the longer term perspective mm. of the career mm. you'll be better equipped to yeah. actually handle those issues and in academia i mean in research in, in general all we do is solving problems yes right yeah because we trying to figure out what the research gap is we trying mm. to figure out how do we solve that research gap mm. uh, so this is the, the sooner you learn this mm. the easier your life will be in academia yeah, uh, yeah because you will be more resilient as you mentioned you will be uh, less anxious mm. uh, and i keep coming back to uh, enjoying what you do mm. because there there will be challenges of course technical challenges or challenges mm. with getting data or data mm. quality mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's part of the job. It's part of the job description. So we have to realize that sometimes we don't have control of that mm. and we should be focusing on what we can control yes. and then draw joy from that. 
yeah uh, as much as possible because we have just a single life yeah and what's the point of stressing out the entire life <laughs> yeah it doesn't make sense um i'm happy that you've had this discussion about your challenges and the lows that you faced throughout your uh, science career that you've been able to mm-hmm. share um i would like to, for you to talk about the positive the highs you know the, the times that you had an exciting feeling the high, the good emotions like what are those mm-hmm. times tell us about that all right um i i guess every time the paper gets accepted it's mm. uh, one of the greatest feelings because you feel like you you've been through a journey and you've reached the goal mm. and you reach the uh, paper which is accepted it's always a positive thing. Uh, yeah. you can always feel like it's uh, something that you know you you worked for hard mm. um getting projects accepted or getting projects funded mm-hmm. uh so i remember a couple of large kind of the large scale projects large projects that we got uh for uh developing a new new new, new technologies uh this is usually exciting because it means that you can dedicate a specific amount of time mm. to that project only Mm. Uh, and many of you, of, I actually got into academia to actually do research mm-hmm. uh, primarily as that was my purpose, do research and help other people uh, with low carbon uh, solutions for uh, climate change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why that's why I kind of uh, got into academia in the first place. So anytime I get a project, I'm really happy because I can focus on doing just that. Mm. Um, that that's uh, that that's one 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 of the benefits i mean one of the successes and recently we as i, I already mentioned we got this large network grant uh, mm-hmm. from the eu where you have 26 partners mm-hmm. uh, working on uh, carbon capture storage but that means that we will have a dedicated amount of time mm-hmm. for networking uh, building more uh, kind of uh, harmonizing our knowledge about this subject mm-hmm. but also building more collaborations because collaboration in academia is the key mm. uh, so i do truly whenever i get together with with people from other universities and mm. we brainstorm ideas we think about how we can turn that ideas into papers or proposals mm. this is one of the best times i already have in in in, in my job actually um yeah i mean that that i mean that, that are the wins right mm. uh, but also Recently, we got some funding uh, to actually do uh, some interesting uh, teaching kind of teaching um, courses, short courses for local companies. Mm. Uh, so we do work with uh, kind of governmental bodies mm. within the UK, mm-hmm. uh, local councils, mm. uh, and we teach small businesses about sustainability and climate change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so essentially, yesterday or in a couple of sessions. Small companies, small businesses in in our area, and we were teaching them about. Sorry, so I was saying that we had a couple of companies, about Mm. fifteen companies Mm. from the local area, Mm. uh, and we were basically teaching them about climate change, talking about where the emissions are coming from, Mm. and helping them realize how how they they act their activity Mm. actually contributes towards climate change, and say how. When they purchase from Middle East or from uh, Asia, mm. 
influence the climate compared to when they purchase from Europe or from the UK, you know, mm. this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so actually having impact and seeing that people's, you know, the light goes on, like mm. they start to realize that, oh, I have to do something differently because that is my impact. Mm. And then this is our impact on them. So having impact on people and helping them realize that we can work together and make a world a better place for all. Mm. Uh, this is one of the ultimate successes for or wins for, for my uh, career. What are the small wins that you've had? Small wins? Yes, the small wins. Um, doing that a webinar. A live, webinar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first, the first webinar I did mm. uh, was, um, yeah. Okay. I don't know whether that was a good experience for other people, but uh-huh. uh, it was a small <laughs> win for me. Uh, because I forced myself to actually do it. Um, it was as a part of Motivated Academic, I believe. And yeah. uh, we ran a webinar on, don't know which one was the first one, but I think it was the, uh, I think it was a time management session. Um, so basically, I put together a session, time management, shared some of the practices that I use to manage and prioritize my work. Mm. and uh, did a live webinar with uh, all, this, all the people. And mm. we had, not sure how many, I guess we had about 50 students at that time mm. over there. 20, mm. 30 or 50 students. It was a, two years ago, so I don't remember off the top of my head. Mm. But it was scary for me. But when I saw the feedback after the session, mm. it was, yeah, it was, I, I could see that it was a win uh, because I shared something that I know and other people don't and mm. they found it useful. Mm-hmm. So I changed their perception of time management sometimes. Uh, so yeah, that was a small win, that I would mm-hmm. say. Uh, that's the way I do things now. And it has influenced, you know, uh, the growth of um, motivated academic up to now, right? It did, it did. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. then I did new, more sessions and more sessions. I got more confident. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that inspired the, the course that we do as well, the training, paper writing, Mm. Um, so I kind of got more and more confident in doing that. Okay. Is there another success that you'd like to talk about? Um, I mean, getting promoted to the senior lecture, that was a success, of course. Mm-hmm. But that was a large success, not a small win, I would mm. say. Um, yeah, not sure whether there are any, any of the successes that I wanted to talk about specifically, uh, you know, projects, papers, mm. and then uh, small, small kind of wins in terms of my personal development mm. and trying to go out, out of the comfort zone sometimes. That is that is where the small wins actually come from. Mm. So if you look at them, they're actually very big wins. It's just that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But then you don't realize how big they are. Yeah, and until impactful. they become big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 